be a willing vessel. That's all it takes. Lord, help us. You find it in your uh, your Bible. Hebrews. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Verses 1 through 3. Hebrews, chapter 11. Verses 1 through 3. Hallelujah. Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Praise God. I want to give honor to my pastor. Thank God that the Lord brought him here to us, him and his family. I give great honor to them. I give honor to you, the people of this house, of Wallace Ridge Pentecostal Church. I, I'm just thankful to be able to be in God's house and I'm humbled here to be able to stand before such great people. And I give God all the glory and honor, and I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about where God's brought us from, but I'm even more excited about where God's taken us. Hallelujah. When you found it, say amen. <clears throat> the Bible said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I'm going to teach for a few minutes. My title is going to be The Faith Factor. The Faith Factor. Would you lift your hands with me and let's go to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we... We thank you for the opportunity, God, to be able to gather in your house one more time. Lord, we ask you, Father, right now, Lord, that you would bless this word. I pray, God, that you would anoint it, me and the people, Lord, receive whatever you got for us, Lord. May you be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. The scripture right here. We refer to it, Hebrews chapter 11, it's known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. The 11th book in Hebrews contains 40 verses. It's a moving account of faithful Old Testament saints. But in addition to the Hall of Fame of Faith, this chapter has been given additional titles, such as the Honor Roll of the Old Testament Saints and the Heroes of Faith. Really and truly, that's my favorite one, the heroes of faith. But they all attest to the value of living by faith. They composed the great cloud of witness that was mentioned in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, who give powerful testimony to the Hebrews that, that they should come to faith in God through the truth which is in Jesus Christ who the writer would later pen in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The one true and the living God, who from the time and before time began, revealed himself as Jesus Christ. When the virgin that brought forth the child, the Bible said whenever he spoke, the angel spoke to Joseph and said, that this child, you'll give him his name and it'll be Jesus. And he will take away the sins of their people. I mean, there's no greater story than this story right here. 
And it begins with faith. Now, faith is the substance. Substance from its Greek origin, assurance. It comes from the word assurance. It's the evidence or the proof that results in conviction. This book could be summarized in two categories. The hope of the resurrection with the imminent return of Jesus Christ and the glorification of His saints. What a day that's going to be, church. That one day, we're gonna, the, the trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain, we're going to be caught up to be with Him forever. I mean, it's going to be a glorious time. And the second part of this chapter, the forgiveness of sins through Christ's sacrifice and His present intercession for us from His throne in heaven. Hope is our faith relating to the future. Conviction is our faith relating to our present reality. We have a God that is present. The Bible said He's a present help in time of trouble. But He's a present help in all times. I mean, the Bible said whether we live whatever day it is, we live to the Lord, whether it's good or bad or whatever we call it, whatever. And we all are going to go through times. We're going to go through days. We're, we're going to have tests and trials. We're going to have trying times. And there's going to be seasons when you can't do anything wrong. I mean, there's going to be times when everything's going to fall into place and nothing is going to come against you and everything's going to be so good and so great and so right. And then there's going to be times when it's going to be trial after trial after trial. The book of James said, count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials because God's going to use them to get us to where He needs us to be. But either way, whether up there with the Lord when He calls us up home or whether down here in the moment, He's a now God. He's a God that's with us. He's a God that's in us. And it begins with faith. We have faith and we have hope to the end. We live by faith, not fear. See, the world lives by fear. Let me shift to the world and its ideologies for a minute. The Bible said the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan. He rules the things of this world. That doesn't mean everything's bad, but the world and all of its systems, it operates through fear. Almost, and I say almost because not all, but almost every journalist of every news outlet, almost every article, whether online or in the written print, almost every story, that is told is predominantly driven by fear. I scrolled through the newspaper just this morning. Two murdered, one charged with theft, drugs pouring across the border, banks failing, marketplaces collapsing, investment advice. Different, the, the ideologies are rampant to invest. Some of them say invest. Some of them say don't invest. Some say buy, some say sell, some say to do, some say not to do. But it's all driven by fear. Buy gold, buy silver, buy bonds, buy real estate. Don't buy gold, don't buy silver, don't buy bonds, don't buy real estate. It's all collapsing, don't buy any of them. Fear, fear, fear. That's The world operates through fear. The jobs that we work on, the attaboys, they're few and far between. A thousand good deeds can go. I mean, they can be done in silence with no accolades. But when something goes wrong, 
the dominoes start to fall. Now, I'm talking about the systems of the world. I'm not talking about the church. Because we live in a world, but that world says, what have you done for me lately? All the good that you've done with one mistake is out the window. It's gone because the world rules by fear. Not always, but most of the time. Several years ago, there was a TV program called The Fear Factor. And I, that's where I got my title today. The world lives by the fear factor. We live by the faith factor. We're the church of the living God. Brother Tenney said, don't live like you got one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel. Yes, we fear God. We don't fear man. We don't fear the systems of the world. We don't fear that. We fear God who's in heaven. Heaven is His throne. Earth is His footstool. We're the sheep of His pasture. He is our God. And we fear only Him today. But the fear factor, this script, it would go like this. Several contestants. Maybe four or five, they would compete to see who could overcome a fear, a fear that they would create, a situation. And, and hear me, overcoming fear is a good thing. Sounds great on the surface, but the stuff that they were doing was dumb, stupid stuff. And the Bible said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. But they would compete in obstacle courses. They'd walk across a beam at great height, or, or they would go into a dark, encapsulated room and and see who could come out first. Or they would put them in a room that was filling up with water and, and some kind of trap or something and see who could get out. Or they would eat some kind of weird bug or worms or something nasty and rotten. They would drink something putrid or horrifying. I mean, it was just the craziest mess I've ever seen in my life. So whoever came out, the winner, they won the fear factor. But only one would win because that is the way the world looks at it today. It's every man for himself. That's the world that we live in. It's the theory of evolution. It's Darwinism. It's only the strong and the fit survive. You can't make it. You're not going to make it unless you're strong, unless you're the strongest, unless you're the best, unless you're the greatest. And, but Jesus said, whoever's greatest among you, let him become the least and become a servant. You see, because the first to be last and the last to be first, God don't work in the same economy as the world does, church. And we can never, ever, ever allow that church. We cannot ever, we must not ever allow that kind of mentality to enter into the church of the living God. Because the church of God is ruled by grace and by faith. And we live by the faith factor, not the fear factor. Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm telling you, that's something right there that makes me excited tonight. Because yes, I have a responsibility. The responsibility of man to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. To cast away all my sin and go into the waters of baptism. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and to keep my hand on the plow. And to look unto Jesus who's the author and the perfecter of my faith. Yes, I've got to do. I've got work to do tonight. But I've got a God that's already made a way where there was no way tonight. I'm not going to live in fear of every little thing that happens. I'm not going to live in fear of every little mistake I make. Yeah, if I sin, I'm going to repent. And I'm going to put myself on an altar. And I'm going to give my heart to God. And I'm going to understand that if I allow myself to get too far to the right or too far to the left, and if I take my eyes off Jesus, I'm going to answer for it. Nobody else. 
because I'm saved by grace, but I got to keep myself on the altar. There is responsibility, so don't misunderstand me tonight. But I'm not driven by fear. I'm driven by faith tonight. I'm not going to participate in the program of the world, the fear factor. I'm going to participate in God's program, the faith factor, because everything about living for God is driven by faith. Consider these verses. Continuing on in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, not fear of the world, but fear of God, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah trusted God. He understood the faith factor. Abraham believed God. He left his town pursuing God. He offered Isaac. Hebrews 11, 8, 9, 12, 17. Verse 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He did not stagger at the promise. Verse 9, By faith he sojourned to the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He had his family with him. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Verse 12, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. I want you to consider something that I read in uh, NPR. If you're familiar with NPR, National Public Radio, any of y'all ever heard of it? It's very secular. It's definitely not, it's not church material. Matter of fact, a lot of their programming is anti-God, anti-religious. But I began to read this article, and they had to pose the question, which is greater number? The number of the stars in the sky or the number of grains of sand in the earth. This tells me something. As far away as they are away from God, their mind's thinking about something that's bigger than their self. That's what it tells me. In their research, the number of stars in the sky or the number of grains of the sand in the earth, obviously the actual numbers, they said, cannot be calculated. They can only be guesstimated. They guesstimated 700 quintillion grains of sand in the earth. That's a big number. And they guesstimated 70,000 million, million, million stars that are observable. The ones we can see, probably with the telescope or whatever. But in the end, what do these numbers mean? There are a multitude of stars for every grain of sand. That's crazy. That's wild to me. For, for every star, there's multitude. There's way more stars than there is sand. And I thought, wow, all the grains of sand in the world don't even come close to the number of stars. I mean, it just it makes you think, what a God. How big is our God? I mean, he's a big God. Hallelujah. A friend of mine said that the atheist looked at him and said, how big is your God? Is he so big he can create a rock that he himself can't pick up? And he turned and looked at him without even thinking. 
and said, Can a virgin have a baby? And the man became a religious zealot, quit his job and went door to door telling people about Jesus Christ. Because God did a work in his life, he converted him. Because he got a realization, there's something bigger than me. There's something bigger than I am in this world. Hey, we serve that God tonight. I I love the rest of the reading, which really don't have anything to do with it. I just want to share it. It just tells you how big our God is. they, They went on to say, with all this knowledge and knowing that there's so many stars, if you took ten drops of water, not big drops, just regular little drops of water, ten drops, and counted the number of H2O, hydrogen, two parts oxygen, the molecules in those drops, you'd get a number equal to all the stars in the entire universe in ten drops of water. That's incredible, folks. That's the God we serve tonight. Hey, if he can do that, he knows the very number of hairs on your head. He knows right where you are tonight. And you've got to live tonight by the faith factor. You can't live by the fear factor. And I'm not telling you something tonight that I haven't had to struggle with. Trust me. I've had to struggle with fear. I've had to struggle with situations, hardship. I mean, you know, my mom and daddy, they're both gone. I miss my mom and dad. I, I wake up every day, and I, and I turn, and I walk to go get my coffee, and I want to go sit down and drink a cup of coffee with my mama. I want to go and lay my head on her shoulder and weep and cry because I could do that with my mama. But my mother's gone, but I thank God tonight. She popped up in my memories today. And 13 or 10 years ago today was the last time she got to go to the mountains. And we were in the snow. It was snowing 10 years ago today. And it was a beautiful picture and that smile on her face. And it took me back. And I remember the night that she repented of her sins right here. I'll never forget and we baptized her in the name of Jesus. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And, and that right there makes it worth it all. Because she's on a mountain now, my Lord. She's on one that's not going to fade away, Sister Shadon. And that, you know, we got to take the things of life. And we have to filter them through the Word of God. We cannot allow the fear of the world to dictate how we feel and how we act. And we cannot allow the fear of the things that happen to be the things that drive us. We've got to allow the Word of God to drive us. We've got to allow this Word to be the driving force. By faith in verse 17, Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Do you have a promise tonight that seems dead? Don't worry. God will resurrect it. He's not a man that he would lie, nor the son of man that he would repent. he give you a promise. It's intact. You can take it to the bank tonight. We know the story well. Genesis 22 and verse 1, going back into the Old Testament of the same account. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold. Here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, 
and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. He just said go. Abraham did what Abraham does. He just got up, gathered his stuff up. God said, and I'm going. The Bible said then on the third day, but Abraham had no idea of knowing it was the third day. But on the third day, he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his servants, Abide ye here with the donkey. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Hallelujah. I mean, I look at the faith of that man. I'm talking about he believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. If I could just believe like Abraham did, if God would speak to me, if I could just have the faith of Abraham, but God said, wait a minute, you got the Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? He said, son, you live now. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Spirit living inside of you. You've got something he didn't have. He had faith, but you've got the Holy Ghost. Hey, you don't have to stand back with the donkeys. You can go up onto the mountain in this time, hallelujah. We serve a God that knows what he's doing tonight. I'm thankful to be able to be in that number. Wherever I'm at in that number, I am glad to be in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, and in the body of Christ. The greatest apostle of all, Paul said, I am least among brethren. I mean, the man... Paul said that, and so we can rest assured tonight, God knows right where we are tonight. We've got to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. I'm going to live by the faith factor. I'm not going to live by the fear factor. I have, but I'm trying my best not to. God, help me. Lord, please help me. But that scripture reminds me of Jesus. When Jesus said in John 14, 2 and 3, He said, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said concerning Abraham that Abraham rejoiced to see my day and was glad. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the faith factor tonight. Abraham did what he always had done. He believed God and built altars and sought God. We've got to do the same thing. We've got to believe God. We've got to keep coming to the altar. We've got to keep building altars in prayer. We've got to keep coming to the prayer room. We got to keep doing what we know to do. We got to get up every day and steal away in prayer like Jesus did and get the word of God hidden in our heart that we might not sin against him. We got to do everything we can to serve God and he will do the rest. Genesis 22 going on in verse 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, "My father, the faith of this boy really is incredible." He said, here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, not man. We don't fear the things of this world. We fear God. We live by the faith factor. 
And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord our provider. And it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. God hadn't changed. He is the same God today that he was back then. Abraham believed the promise. He lived by faith. And the Bible said his faith was accounted unto him for righteousness. Church, we live by faith and we example this for others to see. It's not just about me and mine. It's about all them that are around me. You ever heard the saying, no pain, no gain? Whenever you're working out, you got to work out to build the muscles. And it, there's no pain, no gain. The Lord spake to me and he said, sometimes your pain is somebody else's gain. And I said, Lord, it hurts. And he said, it don't hurt near about as much as it hurt me. He said, whenever I went into the garden of Gethsemane, and when I prayed and, and prayed so hard that the drops of blood fell off of my brow, and, it, and I said, if, if this cup could pass from me, the cup of the wrath of God, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. The wrath of God that was poured out. He said, I took it on the cross. It was poured out on him. And the flesh of Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He gave up the ghost. He did it for me. He did it for you. He did it for us. Hallelujah, what a God we serve tonight. There is no God like our God. We can say that tonight because we know. We know Him. We know Him in the power of His resurrection. We know Him in the fellowship of His suffering. We know Him, but we know also that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Hey, you don't have a testimony without a test. What's a test? A test is a trial. My God, Peter said, he said, don't despise the trying of your faith. Don't despise it because it's much more precious than that of silver and gold. We serve that God tonight. And we've got to make it perpetual. It's got to go from one generation to the next. It has, it must go on. We cannot let it die right here. We don't have time to go through all of it. But Isaac did the same thing Abraham did. He believed God. It was accounted to him for righteousness. I mean, he did the same thing that his daddy did. Whatever God said, that's what I'm going to do. The famine came. The Lord said, do not go to Egypt. Stay in Gerar. And he did what God said. The Bible said that he was blessed above measure. Cattle, the material things and I mean, he had everything you can imagine. And the Lord saying in our day, hey, we've got more than enough. We've got all we need to be able to accomplish the work of God. It's got to go from one generation to the next. I mean, Reagan, when he was talking about the freedom and the liberty of this country, he said it does not pass through the stream. We don't pour the blood out into the stream and it go from one generation to the next. we got to put it inside of them. Hey, I've got a responsibility. I've got to put this in my sons and daughters. I've got to. And I'm going to do my best. And I've got to help you do it for yours as well. Because it ain't just about me. It's about you. It's about your children. Hey, Jesus said the promise is unto you and to your children. And all them that are far off. And as many as the Lord our God shall call. We're one body. We're many members. But we're one body. We're in this thing together. I'm with you. You're my brother. You're my sister. I got you back tonight. You ain't got to worry about it tonight. I'm going to be behind you. Hey, and, and then there's a voice behind us. Stay 
It's God saying this is the way. Walk in it. Coming to a quick close, but I want to read a few more verses right quick. The Lord said, all the souls belong to me. Ezekiel 18, 4. Behold, all the souls are mine. Church, we got everything we need tonight. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward. Usward. Not just them, but us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What a God we serve tonight. He's given us all we need to accomplish the task. Ephesians 2, 6, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's all of us. 2 Peter 1, 3, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to the glory and virtue. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, Faithful is He that calleth who also will do it. 2 Timothy 1.12 For thee which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed and have persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'm talking about the faith factor, church. Romans 8.31 What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 1 John 4.1.8 Therefore now, no fear, there is no fear in love, but per perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Second Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Would you stand with me tonight? Church, we've been given the faith factor. Jesus poured his own blood out. He made a way where there was no way. We've got, hey, I segue off of what Brother Stevenson did Wednesday night when he talked about great faith. I didn't do it because that's what I wanted to do, but I had two other messages, and the Lord said, this is the one I want you to do, the faith factor. The Lord's trying to take us somewhere. Hey, sometimes you've got to look at the abyss, and you just got to look the devil in the flesh in the eye, and you've got to say, you liar. That's not how this is going to end because my God is with me. My God is for me. He's with me in this. Hey, Sister Shirley, you may be coming up the rough side of the mountain, but you're going to make it to the other side. Hallelujah. Because we got a God that He's got us by the hand. Hallelujah tonight. You've got to look into the abyss, and you just got to tell the devil. And you may not be able to quote the Bible, but you can take your book. You can take your word, your Bible, and you can open it up. And you can say, thus saith the word of God, devil and flesh. Because it is, thus saith the word of God. Because this is the word of the Lord. Heaven and earth will pass, but my word will stand forever. Thy word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. Hey, whenever you ain't got nothing else to do, pick that book up. Find them promises and read them. Read them out loud. Put the devil on notice tonight. Because we've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, we can tread upon serpents. We can cast out devils. We can do all that. But praise be unto God, our name is written in the Lamb's book. we got to give it to somebody else. Hallelujah. It's the faith factor. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, to come to your house tonight, Lord. Thank you for the faith, God, that you've given us, Lord. The measure of faith that you put in every one of us, God. 
I'm asking you, Lord, to water it. God, with a word tonight, Lord, let, let our faith grow strong, Lord God. Help us, Father, Lord. Help us to do great exploits, God. Help us to live by the faith factor. And, Lord, we'll be careful, careful, Lord, to give you all the praise and all the glory. The church said in Jesus' name, let's be disciplined.